This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. A couple of minutes, we'll see Rams and Raiders start off in Thursday Night Football. And I should tell you, uh, apparently, according to reports, uh, Baker Mayfield is taking mm-hmm. all the snaps mm-hmm. at QB for the Rams. So that mm-hmm. might change your, your mind and your cover five pick. No, 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 no. I've seen Baker Mayfield play. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, you could have went. You could have went the Raiders there. I was no, almost going to call the, Raiders. Them I don't the trust, Oakland Raiders. I don't trust either of them. Yeah, I, you really can't. I don't trust either. You really of them. can't. I really don't. I tell you, we we'll get to the calls in a second. I don't know. I'm gonna step out on the limb here, Gordon. I don't see how Josh McDaniels gets another head coaching job. Oh, another one. I, I he might not it. hold on to the one he's got. I'm saying after he leaves this one. Yeah. I, you know, he and might listen, be the Raiders have, sooner rather than later. You know, the Raiders have, have showed you some signs lately. I hear what Canty had to say, and yeah, they're finally getting the Adams and Carr combination rolling. And, you yeah, know, they're, they're making a push late. Right. And their schedule is, is not, favorable late. Absolutely. But this is not what Josh McDaniel looks like. No. Well, I mean, he, I think if the Raiders were not in such uh, money troubles, uh, according to the reports, that he would probably be out, but they don't want to be paying another coach not to coach for him. Yeah. It is a mess. It is, it's not good. It's not good. We'll talk Jets with Rich Samini at the bottom of the hour. Right now we talk to you on the phones like Vinny from Staten Island. Vinny, you're next on 98.7. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Vinny. All right. Guys, I, I just – people forget that Zach Wilson was – Five and two as the starter, and should have been six and one if it wasn't for a terrible penalty by John Franklin Myers. He played good in the Steeler game. He won that game in the second half for them. Played good against Buffalo. Played good against Miami. The guy's six and one. And it could have been six and one. Was five and two, and he brought them into this playoff push. He was the quarterback, no matter if the defense played good or not, the running game was good. He was still the quarterback that brought him to a 5-2 and two record. Mike White, pretty much after this week, is going to be 1-2. and two. I don't understand how you just deactivate the guy. It makes absolutely no sense. And Salah has boxed himself right into a corner. Vinny, nice how has how – ha, did you count the two New England losses yeah, that, those in your, yeah, in your stats? Should won, they should have won one of those games if it wasn't for a horrible penalty. Oh, that wasn't a horrible penalty. That was a penalty. That was a penalty. That's what they call penalties. I know that that's not what it used to be back in the day, but that's running into the quarterback and leading with your head. That gets called as a penalty. But I'm saying it was a pick six. They win the game. Game's over. The Jets take yeah, that had nothing to do with Zach Wilson, though. They take Zach- a ton of personal foul penalties, and nobody Vinny, gets disciplined on defense. Vinny, I hear what you're saying, but you must admit that Zach Wilson has not progressed at the rate that you thought he should have progressed from I, last year. I, I understand that, but still he was five and two as the starter. But he was five and two as the starter with you a defense think- that was a defense and a running game that was bailing him out. When you it's look at his up. when you look at his did completion you watch the percentage steal, did you watch the game? I did the watch the Steeler game. game. We won that game single handedly in the second half. Because and your defense kept in you in the game. game. But he threw two picks in that game, Vinny. But in the first half, but in the second half, he brought them back to win, and he played good in the Buffalo game. So you think Zach and Wilson did not? So let me ask you this: the Buffalo Vinny, game, I'll give you. Even in the Buffalo game, he threw for like 150 yards. Yeah, that you know. doesn't matter. I mean, White threw for 300 and something yards this week, but he threw 57 passes. 
And he only completed 3 percent of them. But once again, Vinny, this move was made obviously based on what happened in that second New England game. Because he didn't get he, he did, So that's why he's not playing. He's that has to be why he's not playing. He's not it has to be. Or, or, or Vinny, or it's the press conference or it's the locker room. And, and I'll tell you, like I said before, and thanks for the phone call. Like I said before, you can lose a team, Gordon, with you once you lose that locker room and, the, and they're not happy with the quarterback play. I mean, look at the way that the guys look on the field. Look at what, you they know, they're different. showing up with Mike, you know, Mike White shirts on. And I, I mean, you know. But even even let, and Gordon, we'll put that aside. Okay, we'll put that aside. Uh, the passing, the passes look different from Mike White than they do Zach Wilson. Absolutely, he looks like a more competent quarterback. Now you could tell me he's more experienced or whatever, maybe. But I mean, Zach Wilson is taking all the snaps for this team. It's been his team, Gordon. It's been his team. Wilson against the Steelers. Thank you, Harvey. 18 of 36, 252 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, 55.9 QBR. Uh, Wilson against Buffalo. Uh, 18 of 25, 154 yards, a touchdown, 78 QBR. So he didn't play badly in the Buffalo game. Yeah, I mean, it feels like that he would, you know. But he doesn't. They were winning he, in spite of him, not because does. of him. It does. And. You know, the running behind, running backwards. There's just – obviously, there's things that they're seeing that we don't see, we don't know, and that's why they not only benched him but deactivated right. exactly. him. exactly. He's not even active for games. See, that's, that's, that, that's the This is not like, me. hey, let's put Mike White in there and see if he can spark things. This is Mike White is our starting quarterback now. Yeah, that's the way it is. Uh, and and they claim they say that Wilson's improving. Running the scout <laughs> <I don't> team, what? <laughs> Running the scout team, Gordon. He's improving. Uh, yeah, he's improving. I, I, I just don't know how you're able to turn that around again, even if you it's get the tough. chance, right? Like it's winning the players back. I don't know how you do that. You got to really show something, man. You got to really show something, because you can see, you can see, I can see guys in the locker room now rolling their eyes. All right, uh, Zach Wilson. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and think about it. Like, let's say there's a scenario Mike White goes out and plays poorly or he gets hurt and, and Zach Wilson gets back in there. He gets his chance again for redemption. Mm-hmm. The first three and out, what do you think What do you think fans are going to be doing? What do you think the players are going to be doing on the field? We've seen them react to his yeah. misthrows. Yeah, it's true. And they've made comments about it. Yeah. They've made comments they about it. They are not shy. Wilson season stats. Boy, I tell you, Harvey and Joe are rolling. 1,279 yards, 55.6 completion percentage, four touchdowns, five picks, a 42.8 QBR. It's not good. i got to be honest with you. I don't even know what a good QBR is. I'm assuming that it has to be in the, in the 80s, right? Is well, it- I will say this. 42 is not good. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> it doesn't matter what grading system you're using. 42 is not – it's not nah. usually out of 42. No, nah, I, it's not I good. realize that. Yeah. Nah, it's not good, Gordon. I'll tell you no. – just this just in. That's not good. Not good. No, <laughs> you don't need to know all the ins and outs of it, right? Absolutely. Casey's in Sayville. What's up, Casey? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, just want to talk about that. Mike White must and absolutely has to be the quarterback for the rest of the season. Like, there's no, there can't Why? be any indecision about this because Why? there's what four four games left in the season, I think, right? And uh. What are they going to take Mike White out and Zach Wilson is going to lead them to victory in the final three games? Like I don't think so. 
he hasn't proven anything yet. He can't throw the ball outside the numbers for anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just think of that. All right. I hear what you're saying. Uh, and listen, I, 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 think you're, I think you're safe with that one. I don't think he's coming back. Subi's in Midtown. What's up, Subi? I think two things could be true. Hey, guys, I think two things can be true. Uh, Joe Douglas can be a great general manager, and he can also be a great, terrible quarterback assessment uh, assessor. And that's and that's not it's not only him. There's plenty of guys who have done general managers who have made this mistake. Uh, at San Diego, even you know, it's a copycat league. You've seen uh, GMs bring back bad quarterbacks before, like Jay Cutler. And then what happened in San Diego, for example, was Ryan Leaf was so bad, but he still went to the playoffs one year. So they can build a great team, but quarterback assessment is probably a little difficult. And my opinion is going forward, you know, they got Sauce Gardner because Zach Wilson was so bad. So it's not the worst thing in the world that they picked Zach Wilson because the team is rallying around themselves, not just the quarterback. That's all I got to say. Well, here's the thing, though, Subi, and thanks for the phone call. The problem is that you still have to make a decision on whether this guy is going to be your quarterback going forward. I hear what you're saying about this. You know, rationalizing, well, we got this, we did this. They need a quarterback. They drafted him because they felt he was the guy. This is the guy that's going to move us forward. We've got our guy. We've been looking. We've been searching. We've been, we've been all over. I've been heard all of, over. Of, of optimistic outlooks before, but thinking that it's actually a good thing that Zach Wilson has stunk and they were able to get Sauce Gardner because yeah. he was so bad last year and the Jets' record was what it was, uh, That that's really searching for a silver lining. I mean, it, it does seem like uh, – look, things can change. Who knows? Maybe this, something happens and Zach Wilson does get an opportunity with the Jets and he turns out to be everything you ever thought he was going to be with the second overall pick. But if it goes the way it looks like right now, that looks like it's going to go down as one of the biggest blown picks in the history of the NFL. That's the second pick overall. Good QBR, Gordon, anywhere basically from 60 to 100. Okay. Zach Wilson, 42.8, 42.8, QBR, 25th. Only better than Aaron Rodgers, okay. Mac Jones, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Davis Mills, and Baker Mayfield. Anytime you are in the same conversation this year with Russell Wilson, you know that's bad. It's not been a good year for Russell. Woo! You talk about falling off a cliff. Not been a good year for Russell. Wow. Not good. Not good. Tom's in Brooklyn. What's up, Tom? What's up, guys? I mean, these fans, what what on earth are they talking about? We're going to go back and forth from Wilson to White. The quarterback that we need is not on this team right now. We have every other piece. We've nailed every other piece. You do whatever you have to do next year to get the quarterback. If you tell me Vera Tucker comes back with Becton on the O-line next year, Brees Hall, which, by the way, you could argue if he's, if he's still healthy, we probably win a game or two more. I mean, we finally have the running game. We have a top top defense, in my opinion, which we've had back in 9 and whatever it was when we went to the championship game. Tim. I'm sick of wasting these defenses because we never have the quarterback. We literally have every other position except the quarterback. And it's time for Joe Douglas next year to go out and get a quarterback. I don't want to hear Wilson White, Wilson White. It is what it is this year. I'll take whatever. We're supposed to get we're supposed to win five games. Whatever if if Mike White takes to the playoffs, we bounce in one game. It is what it is. We need a quarterback next year and Joe Douglas has to recover from this because this is I mean you're talking Jamal Russell. Uh numbers that this Tom is so upset Gordon his phone blew up. <laughs> he's just done. His phone went sideways. He's right. No, he's, he's right. They wrong. need a quarterback. Yeah. You need a quarterback. The defense has done more than you can expect. Absolutely. Done more than you can expect. And he's right. If Brees Hall doesn't get hurt, they still might have won that New England game. 
Very well might have. Absolutely. You know, but that's why you but that's why with a competent quarterback and you have a deep and listen, here's the other thing. You found out that you have even a, another running back that you can use in McKnight. McKnight looks great. He's no yeah. Bruce Hall, but no. he, you know, you've got more you got more depth in your in, in the running back situation. So, you know, he's done a they've improved themselves personnel wise on offense and defense dramatically. We can say that. No, no but, question. But the miss on the quarterback, if he doesn't bounce back at the number two pick overall, Gordon, it's 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 right up there with missing Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> question. I mean, twenty games in to be to have already kind of decided, and it seems like they've decided. Maybe it's not that case, but it seems like they've. Out of all the possible ways that things can go, it doesn't seem like Zach Wilson getting back in there is one of them. I don't see it. Well, here, Gordon, not this year. This is what that I mean, but again, year. like, all right, let's say it, it, this year ends, however this year ends, and, uh, you know, paint me the scenario where they go back to Zach Wilson next year. He's got, he's got to have an unbelievable training camp where he beats out whoever's there, where he beats out Mike White and whoever they bring in. Now, if they're bringing in Aaron Rodgers, he's not beating him out. No. <laughs> I get that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, let's yeah, say they, they, they make the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. uh, well, then I would think Mike White has probably got a leg up on him. If they don't make the playoffs this year, it's still not going to make me feel good about Zach Wilson next year. Mike White still has a leg up on him because he got <laughs> right. into the playoffs because right. he, he had a better record. He, yeah, he, he, I don't know. He was better in the games that he performed in probably yeah. because he just looked, like I said, he just looks like, White just looks like a different quarterback, Gordon. Yeah, look, I, to me, I'm not I think we're to both in the he's same. he's Tom Brady. No, I, I think we're both in the same vein of that. Mike White still has to prove it to us if he's here next year. Right. But mm -hmm. it, it doesn't seem like that there's really that many viable scenarios where going back to Zach Wilson next year makes a whole lot of sense. No, not right now. I got to see something. Something's got to happen. Right. He's gotta, you're you're going to be in a – right, let's say something happens with Mike White and he's not the solution next year. So you're going to mm -hmm. go out and get another quarterback and he's going to compete with Zach Wilson? Yeah. Like, don't you have to get somebody better? Isn't that the goal? You already decided Mike White is better than Zach Wilson. If Mike White's not good enough moving forward, well, then you got to get somebody better than Mike White. But that doesn't mean that Mike White's better, not better than Zach Wilson. It's true. I, I, I just don't see the scenario where Zach Wilson gets back in there. Zach Wilson's got to go to the Jalen Hurts quarterback camp <laughs> and be and turn into what Jalen Hurts did, where the hard work and you just watched a quarterback just take the next level, and he's got to show it. That's the only. Gordon, it's the only way you could get it done. This it will feel, be year number three. Yeah. And he was hurt earlier this year. Going back to him feels like putting the, the milk, pulling the milk out of the fridge, realizing it's sour and putting it back in the fridge, hoping tomorrow it's going to be fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how is he going to improve on the situation where it seems like he's kind of lost the, the faith of his teammates, never mind the coaching staff? You're right. Uh, they're jumping up and down like they do on the K-Show, the break, Gordon. Oh, <laughs> so let's take a break. We'll come back and talk to you again on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Let's chat with Muhammad in Long Island. Muhammad, you're next on 98.7. How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I just uh, I wanted to just react and respond to that. Oh, two callers ago, this guy was so adamant that Zach Wilson should, didn't deserve to lose his job, and I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Why is he sitting there like, did, did he do anything to keep his job? Uh, according to the Jet coaches, no. 
Because that's why he's he's right. been uh, relieved of his duties. And and then he comes and says, well, so his next thing was, Mike White threw for 300 or something yards, but he passed it 57 times. Understandable. So but my, the way I looked at that was, what does it say that they're willing to let Mike White throw the ball 50 plus times? Willing to let Zach Wilson throw it 25 times. What does that say? Uh, it says that they don't have a lot of faith in him, uh, Muhammad. Thanks for the phone call. That's what it says. Or, Gordon, he doesn't have a good grasp of the offense. Yeah. It, it's one of the two. It's one of the two. Yeah, and it feels like even uh, the the stuff that we see as fans, as media, it feels mm-hmm. like there's a lot more stuff behind the scenes that I went agree. into this decision. Absolutely. Absolutely. Steve's in Jersey. What's up, Steve? That guy just stole my thumb- thunder. The, the uh, Jets, they dumbed down the offense for Zach Wilson. They didn't They didn't try. If you look at the games, they didn't trust him to throw the ball. If you look at last year when Mike White had the terrible Buffalo game, the next time they played Buffalo, it was run, run, run with Zach Wilson in the game. The, the offense was, like, dumbed down for him. Um, um, he lost the job. You know, it's not because uh, Mike White is so great. It's just because he couldn't handle the job. Well, you're right, Steve. Thanks for the phone call. And at this point, and see, what's happening is this Jet defense is ahead of the offense, Gordon, right? And so you've got a defense, a playoff caliber defense, the way they've played. And and once again, you give uh, Jeff Albrick and, and Robert Sala credit. They turned this defense around. This defense looks nothing like the one they had last year. It doesn't resemble. It's like a totally different team. Mm-hmm. And that defense has put them in the position where – you know, they're finding ways to rush the quarterback. Now, they're not a perfect defense. I mean, you know, they gave up three red zone scores last week. And they're going to be tested Sunday. They're going to give up some red zone scores on Sunday because Buffalo is that good. That's why the Jet Brain Trust said, you know what? Our defense is doing good, but they need help from the offense, and the offense is not giving them help. They're trotting them right back on the field, and they're getting wore down. And we have a possibility here where we're looking where we've got a shot to get to the postseason. So we got to make a change of quarterback right now because the kid's just not getting it. And it's not, again, the, the game plan for Mike White really isn't, uh, shouldn't be any different than it was for Zach Wilson, which was, you know, rely on the running game, make some plays to the receivers when you can, hit a play here or there. But it's just, I think that they just want Mike White to kind of be league average because if he's just, if he's just like middle of the road and doesn't turn the ball over, the Jets will be in great shape to win a lot of games. Yep, it's true. It really is. For those of you on hold, hang with us. We'll come back and take your calls. But right now, when we when we return, Rich Samini, who's covered the Jets since, well, for a while. Long <laughs> the dean of the Jet reporters, the man behind the flight deck, will give us his thoughts on what's going on with the Jets as they get ready to face Buffalo. Maybe he can answer some of these questions about the quarterback situation. We'll do that next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight, the early edition on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Rich, Larry Hardesty, and Gordon Damer, how are you, my friend? Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Good to hear from you. Doing great, Rich. Rich, let's start. We had a lot of conversation about this quarterback situation, as you can imagine. Give us a little... Give us a little history lesson on this, Rich. How did this – do we know what led to this situation? Was it the two yards and a half? Was it the bad play against New England? And, and it's a two-part question. And have you ever seen 
I understand you benching him, but Rich, he was he was deactivated. That's that's as bad as it gets. Even though I know he could be activated again, but still, that that's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. So the first part is, I mean, obviously, I mean, Zach had two really bad games against the same team, the Patriots, and the second one was just, uh, you know, the defense played out of their minds that night, and they had so many opportunities to win the game, they they couldn't make a first down. Like you mentioned, the two yards in the second half. I mean, that, that says it all. And then, you know, the Jets will deny this, but I truly believe that his press conference performance after the game was a factor in the decision. I think it obviously turned some, rubbed some players the wrong way. I think Robert Sala was very aware of that. And uh, for his own credibility and the unity, the sanctity of the locker room, I don't think he wanted to put Zach Wilson out there in front of him for another week. So I think that factored into the benching as well. As for being number three, I, I honestly was not surprised by that because uh, I mean, you have seen cases where a guy goes from one to three. In this case, I call it uh, Zach Wilson's me time. He needs some me time to work on himself, both physically and mentally, to get himself back into position to be the starter again. Rich, I mean, you've covered the Jets for a very long time. You've seen quarterbacks come and go. What do you make of the way that the teammates have kind of rallied around Mike White? Like, I saw you tweeted out a picture today of uh, the media scrum with Mike White and Elijah Moore sneaks in there and is asking questions like a reporter or Michael Carter. It feels like it's not just a statement that the guys like Mike White. It feels like the opposite of tr- is true of Zach Wilson. What do you make of the way that the, the team has reacted to the naming of Mike White as the quarterback? Well, I mean, he's the most popular. He's like he could run for mayor of Florham Park right now and he'd win in a landslide, you know. He's a he's a very popular guy in the locker room, and he he's got a. You saw some of the personality in the video I posted. He was playing along with Elijah Moore. Michael Carter also popped his head in there and asked a question as a reporter. And I just I just think it shows that they feel comfortable with him. And there, there was a looseness. There was a you know it was lighthearted, and you know I looked over and it was kind of sad in a way I, I saw on the other side of the locker room as all this was going on Zach Wilson was sitting at his locker by himself just kind of getting dressed and staring at his phone and you know you could juxtapose the two sides I mean it was really telling and Mike White like I said he has a knack of getting every player involved on offense during the game he spreads the ball around that's good for team morale I think his personality reminds me of the way the players reacted to Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh McCown because they were so well-liked by their teammates that they just had a, a way about them in the locker room, a certain charisma that I think attracted everyone. And I think Mike White has that as well. Rich Amini's our guest. We're talking about the New York football Jets, obviously. So, Rich, one more on the quarterback situation. This is looking ahead now, looking ahead of – in the offseason, while the Jets going to have to bring in a veteran quarterback, Mike White and Zach Wilson, to have them fight it out? Well, it's a, it's a great question. It's probably not going to be answered until March or April because Mike White's a free agent. You know, so he's an unrestricted free agent, so he can move on after the season if he so chooses. And so the Jets have a – that adds another layer of intrigue to this decision. So – it's not just a 
you know, a Zach Wilson question. It's like, what do we do with Mike White if we bring him back? You know, he's going to want, you know, some fairly significant money, assuming he plays well over these next few weeks. And uh, can you have two highly paid quarterbacks? I mean, that's kind of tough in today's salary cap world. So I, I do think it, it's hard to say. <laughs> Larry, it's really hard to say. I do think they will have a veteran on the team, whether it's Mike White or someone else like a Jimmy Garoppolo. I do not believe the Jets will just hand their starting job to Zach Wilson and say, go get him, kid. I do not believe that will happen. I think he will have to compete for it in training camp, or possibly they will hand it to someone else. That's just, that's just my gut feeling based on what I know of this situation right now. Rich, I had just one more about Mike White. Like last year, he has the bad performance against Buffalo. He throws the four interceptions, and that's, you know, that, that was his final game. Do you sense that the leash is longer for him this time? Could he withstand a really bad game against Buffalo and still be the quarterback moving forward? Uh, well, that's a good question. I write about this a little bit on tomorrow's uh, ESPN.com. So, uh, yes, the leash is much longer than it was last year. Now, I mean, if he throws four interceptions, I, I think anything's possible. But, you know, assuming that doesn't happen, and I don't think it will, I think he's learned a lot from that game, he's, he's going to be starting for the next, at least the next two or three games. I, I don't see a scenario where they go back to Zach Wilson until not until either week 17 or 18. I think it all depends on if the team stays in contention. If the Jets stay in the thick of this playoff race, they're not changing quarterbacks. They're going to go with Mike White. No matter what Robert Sala says publicly, they'll go with Mike White because, you know, if they keep winning. Rich, what do you think, and from, from your reporting, what do you sense that the Jets' offense is going to adjust to after the situation of going one of six in the red zone last week in a game that was winnable against Minnesota, understanding that you got a Buffalo team that, you know, looking for revenge, looking to, you know, get revenge on the loss they had earlier in Buffalo, never great conditions. Uh, and you're going to have to run the ball some when we see that LaFleur kind of likes to put the ball up in the air when he doesn't, doesn't have a lot of patience with the run game. Yeah, I thought he lost patience with the run game a little too quickly in Minnesota, and they they were they were pass heavy even in the first half when they when it was still competitive. And of course, once they fell behind, they had to start throwing a lot. But I think they're going to try to run the ball a lot of Buffalo. If you look back to the last game, the Jets ran for 174 yards against the Bills in Week Nine at MetLife, and a lot of a bunch of it was on that last epic drive where I think it was like an eight-minute drive where they just basically ran the ball down their throat with James Robinson and Michael Carter. Now, we know James Robinson is not a factor anymore. I, I think he'll be inactive on Sunday mm. because Bam Knight has <laughs> just come out of nowhere these last two weeks, and so they have Bam Knight who gives them more explosiveness than Robinson for sure, and I think also Michael Carter. So I think it'll be a much more balanced offense the red zone issues, they, are, they were actually fairly decent in the red zone for most of this year. That was the, I think last week might have been more of an outlier than really an alarming trend. Rich, uh, the trade for, you mentioned Robinson, um, it seemed like at the time after the, the Brees Hall injury that that was a good move. You know, you pick up uh, James Robinson, can come in and provide something. Uh, has not really gotten much of an opportunity here lately. Is that just a, a, a statement about where they are with Knight? 
or were they kind of uh, unhappy with the production of Robinson? Uh, well, both, actually, because when they first benched uh, James Robinson a couple of weeks ago, you know, they had wanted to give Bam Knight an opportunity. He was on the practice squad all year. Uh, he was impressive in the preseason. They actually cut him and then brought him back on the practice squad and, and kind of put him in mothballs for a while. And James Robinson just he, – he doesn't have the explosiveness that he had a couple of years ago. He had a really good year with Jacksonville rushing for over 1,000 yards. But people forget he had that Achilles tendon uh, tear a year ago. In fact, a year ago, I think maybe this week, was December against the Jets. And talking to people in Jacksonville they, at the time of the trade, they felt that he had not regained all of his explosiveness. And I think we're seeing that now. He doesn't look the same. He looks a little compromised. He doesn't have the one-cut, you know, explosion that some of the other running backs have on the Jets. And so I do think he'll be inactive this week. Michael Carter's back. They'll go with Carter, Knight, and Ty Johnson. Rich, that offensive line situation with the Jets continues to, to be an issue. Saw your tweet in your report today about them losing another offensive lineman, the rookie Mitchell, with blood clots. I mean, can this team lose any more offensive linemen? Is this a record for a season? <laughs> it, uh, it's amazing. It's just, uh, you know, it started the first week of training camp when Makai Becton went down in practice with a dis, you know, a knee injury. And, and it's just been kind of going from there. It's just Sometimes injuries just hit at one position, and they've started six different tackles this year as left and right. And, you know, Mitchell was struggling through the game against Minnesota. They pulled him out. I later found out from – I was actually talking to Mitchell's father today. He said he was experiencing a lot of pain in his side and had trouble breathing during the game, and they pulled him out. They thought it was muscle spasms. It turns out he's got a blood clot in his lung and his calf, so he is on medication for a few months, and he'll be obviously he's not going to be playing football this year. So they're going to go back to George Fanta, right tackle. I believe it'll be the seventh different offensive line combination that they start this year. So it's just been musical linemen. Rich, uh, I know the Jets go up to Buffalo this week and are heavy underdogs. It was, uh, I guess, 30 years ago uh, this week where they went up to Buffalo as heavy underdogs after the Dennis Bird injury. Uh, what do you remember about that time and that game when the Jets were able to pull off that win? Yeah, probably most, probably one of the most amazing games I've ever covered. And let me just say, the Jets stunk that, that year. I, mean, I, think, I think they went 4-12, and 12, so the game was utterly meaningless in the standings, but it was the game right after Dennis had suffered that tragic neck injury. He was paralyzed in the hospital. And the night before the Buffalo game, word got out around the team hotel that Dennis had moved his toe in the hospital room back in New York. And, and it just it just energized the entire team. That was a sign of optimism that he'd be able to regain the use of his legs. And I know it just spread like wildfire that night. The news got around. And the Jets, I think they were down eight or nine starters in that game. They were a 17-point dog. They had Browning Nagel at quarterback. They had no business playing with the Buffalo Bills, who you guys remember yep. at the time, those were the, the Bills of their dynasty. Mm-hmm. And the Jets go in there and they win the game 24-17, to 17, and it was just a remarkable shot. I think even some of the Bills might have been happy for the Jets, you know, just because of everything they had been through emotionally. And I know after the game – 
a bunch of Jets players crammed into a little tiny room off the locker room to talk to Dennis in his hospital room on a speakerphone. And they, of course, delivered the game ball later that night. So it was truly one of the more remarkable games I've ever covered. Uh, I'll be interested to see that book that you're going to write upon your retirement, Rich, of your life covering the Jets. You got a bunch of those stories. <laughs> well, that that was kind of a you know a, a highly memorable, and I always think of that whenever I go to a Buffalo in December. So uh, thank you, Larry. someday someday there'll be a book. I know, and and then a movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but you know, <laughs> the book will suffice. <laughs> Rich, have a great trip up in Buffalo. We'll talk soon, my friend. Thanks for a couple minutes. Uh, all right, guys. Have a good one. All Thanks, right. Rich. That's Rich Samini. Uh, this, this is going to be like a 30 for 30. Can't you see it, Rich? Can you see it, Gordon? The 30 for 30 on Samini's life coverage. He's got – I mean, could you imagine the amount of stories? <laughs> oh, please. He's probably forgotten some of them along the way. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. You're absolutely right. I want, how many years has he covered the Jets? Is it 35 years, 40 it's gotta years? It's got to be. got to be started at Newsday, if I remember right. correctly. Then went to the Daily News for some years, and then, of course, uh, with us here at ESPN. Yeah. Can one man cover one team? The pride of Long Island. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) From Hofstra to Florham Park. From Giant Stadium to MetLife Stadium. (laughs) From last place to third to last place. From... How many winning years? I, I wonder. Yeah, how many winning years has Rich seen? How many how many head coaches has Rich? Oh seen? my God! Well, <laughs> and quarterbacks. I don't know if we can count that high. How many I quarterbacks need, and head coaches has he yeah, seen? In his I'm going to need to break out my fingers and toes for that one. And eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 then go upstairs and wake the kids up. Yeah. And use can some I of borrow their fingers your fingers and toes? And toes? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> why? I'm trying to count the Jets head coaches and quarterbacks yeah. that Samini's covered. Oh, it's unbelievable. All right, folks. What did you think about what what Samini had to say? A lot of it, Gordon. We were kind of spot on, weren't we? We did we did a nice job seeing what I was think going we on did. that day. Yeah, we'll get your thoughts to what Samini had to say as well. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll take your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. What will the Jets do differently this week, this week against Buffalo? Because the thing that really jumped out at me, aside from what Samini talked about with how they just marched down the field at the end of that game and just the Buffalo had no answers for their run game, the thing that really surprised me was how they kept Stephon Diggs under wraps in that game. And they, they're going to have to come up with something else to make another adjustment to keep him under wraps again in, if they want to have a chance to win on Sunday. Well, I mean, they did a very good job of uh, kind of curtailing uh, Josh Allen, right? I mean, Josh mm-hmm. Allen kind of seemed confused at times and uh, did make some plays with his legs, but they were a very one-dimensional uh, team in that game. They really didn't have much of a running game. They've kind of gotten back to a little bit more balance here. Uh, the kid James Cook uh, is coming off his best game, so uh, we'll see. The Jets' zone seemed like it really kind of gave uh, Josh Allen fits in that first game, so maybe they can improve upon that and uh, keep him under wraps again. They're going to have to if they want to win this game. And the offense has got to do something. They've got to get sevens in this game, and they've got to have some long drives to keep Josh Allen off the field if they want to win. That's the secret up there. No doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, I've been on some sidelines up there, Gordon. This is not pretty up there. Oh, I can all, you know, oh, those, those, those Buffalo wings can only taste so good, you know? They're not worth it. 
by the way, Rich has covered the Jets since 1989. Okay. So I think wow. he has seen 12 head coaches. Unbelievable. Walton, Coslett, Carroll for a year, Kotite, Parcells, Grow for a year, Edwards, Mangini, Rex, obviously, um, Bowles, Gase, Sala. Wow. I would just like the Gase chapter. That that will that chapter of Rich's book. Those two years, man. Those must have felt like a decade. I was with him for you know what I was with him during the Mangini years. Those were some interesting years too. Yeah. Uh, that the first press conference with Gase, it started oh, right away. Yeah, we it knew. started right away. And you were sitting back laughing like Oh my God. <laughs> you, boy, you don't know what you're in for. Look, you know what? I didn't think it was the worst hire at the time. Because uh-huh. I thought, well, you know, maybe he can do something with the quarterback. You know, there is a certain level of dysfunction in Miami. Maybe him being away from that will turn mm-hmm. out to be. Whew. Was bad. <laughs> that was a swing and a miss on my part. Gordon, we got breaking news. Uh-oh. Yes, we do. It's for the Mets. Oh. Brandon Nimmo is back. Wow. That's a surprise. Eight years, what? $162 million. What? Who is he bringing with him? <laughs> Thank you, Aaron Judge, for boosting those numbers. Oh, my God. Aaron Judge is going to be a bargain by the end of the week. <laughs> Eight years, $162 million. Hello, Brandon Nemo. Wow. Eight years, Gordon. Eight. Wow, that is 162, my friend. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, if you don't mind uh, the money, clearly you don't care about the money. <laughs> eight years. Eight years. That... Listen, Gordon, I love Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, I, love I, Brandon I like him Nimmo. too. 162 million is a little much for Brandon Nimmo. 20 million. No, he's a 20 million, a do- million a dollar a guy a year. Wow. Yes. I can't even speak. I'm so stunned. <laughs> stunned. I can't even do math. I can't speak. Oh my God. He doesn't even hit, he doesn't even hit home runs. God, if he hit home runs, he, he, Aaron he, Judge only got one extra year. <laughs> he only got one extra year. He wants to re he's got to renegotiate. Or immediately. Oh my I mean, between Xander Bogart's getting eleven years. Yep. And, and Brandon Nimmo eight. Trey Turner years. gets eleven. Wow. <laughs> These contract, these people are out of their ever-loving minds. Eight years, one sixty-two. And I like Brandon Nimmo. I, I think he's Brandon a nice Nimmo. player. I would have liked he him is. on the end, you know, left field, yeah, top absolutely. of the lineup kind of guy, get absolutely. on base. Just imagine if he had any power. <laughs> wow, I would have thought even at Yankee Stadium, might have, you know, might have boosted that up a little bit. Absolutely. Man. Wow, that is. He should went to the if he went to the Yankees, he'd have got over over two hundred. <sighs> With home run, the possibility of home runs, pulling the ball down down the down that yeah. friendly right field, unbelievable. That, that's a surprise. Not just the well. Look, I know why. You know when they have the press conference, why do you why are you back with the Mets? They don't need to ask that question. That, that one's pretty much clear. Uh, but uh, it seemed like it didn't. Uh, it didn't seem like that there was a good uh, path for him to return. It didn't. It seemed like things yeah, were a little pessimistic. Yeah, they were talking. They were looking at the guy, Cormier, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, and, and look, there's not many great options at center field. We were talking about that no, last night, so that's absolutely. Um, it's not a bargain. I can say that much. Uh, that's a, that's a pricey contract, and I like Brandon Nimmo, but wow, eight years did not see that coming. Breaking news: Mets again. 
David Robertson, the former Yankee. Oh, okay. Is headed to the Mets. One year, $10 million. So now, Sugar Diaz has got some company in that bullpen. Yeah. Because they got made the deal for Raleigh from uh, Tampa, the lefty, mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're trying to redo that bullpen. Boy, do they need to redo that bullpen. So, um, you know, got they're doing some things. So Matt's making some moves. So that's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, yeah, once again, the Yankees Brandon still on the back page is there for a little while. So yes. now the Mets, Steve Cohen is, you know, got the wallet burning a hole in his pocket, yeah. shooting the locks off it and getting That's moving. It. Yeah. Brandon Nimmo, once again, eight years, 162. David Robinson, one year, 10 million to the Mets. He had a great year with the Phillies last year, too. He did a nice job for them. He did a nice job. He couldn't really throw strikes there at the end, but. Um, yeah, he did have a, you know, he's been a guy that's had a lot of teams, but yes, uh, has. has gotten the job done a lot of places, too. Definitely has, definitely has. Gordon is a Met fan. My kingdom for a power hitter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'm looking for. Yeah, you, you need another I'm waiting for that like, to come across the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need some sticks in this lineup. I need some bats. I need some bats. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, yeah, Joe, give him another half hour. It's just, looks. it looks like it, this looks like he's, it's a Black Friday sale for, for for Steve Cohen. Let me get an MO. Let me get Robertson. Let me get some guys here for, for my Black Friday sales. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But um, I'm happy Brandon Nimmo's back. And listen, it's not my money, but it's it's No, it just, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, the salaries, Gordon. Yeah, they have, I mean, the, the, to me, the Xander Bogarts one is out, they're out of their mind. Is. Yeah, they that, are. That, that's a perfect example of, well, we couldn't get anybody to take our money, so we have to find somebody to take it. And, and he did. Yeah, and he did. No, absolutely. Those those deals generally don't turn out well. You're right. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN.